Well, welcome to this week's edition of The Guardian Podcast. I'm Harold Nickel, along with Wren, the Guardian, Melberg. And this week, we're going to talk with Wren about Agile and SAFE. Now, for those of you who may not be aware, Agile is a proven form of project management that currently rules the world of software development, and our very own Wren is one of only a very few women who are certified to train people in what's known as Scaled Agile Framework Training, or SAFE, as it's better known. And while Agile is typically thought of as a software development methodology, Rin is going to tell us that there is a whole lot more to it than that. And Rin, I know it's all way over my head, so give us a better definition of, of Agile and SAFE. Well, Agile is um, considered both a software development lifecycle and a project management methodology. Um, it's based on an iterative approach, and there's actually a collection of principles and practices that fall under the umbrella of Agile. Mm -hmm. And SAFE is one of those many things. So the Scaled Agile Framework, though, is a proven methodology and framework for scaling Agile for the entire enterprise. Most Agile practices focus on individual teams, mm -hmm. and what SAFE allows us to do is take it up to a team of teams and even a portfolio or enterprise level. Okay, and I mentioned in the introduction that this is generally thought of as being only used for software development, but that's not really true, is it? No, not at all. And it's actually become very clear with the development of SAFE in particular that Agile and SAFE are really product management approaches okay. um, and can be used uh, for a variety of industries. And right now, for instance, SAFE is being adopted for manufacturing. That's, uh, that's really good to know, and I'm sure that there mm -hmm. are plenty of places where people will be able to leverage this to their advantage. Let's talk about some of the other aspects, and specifically leadership development. What styles of, of leadership does, does Agile encourage? Um, really the most, so there, there are a variety of different leadership styles, right? And the one that tends to be most successful in an Agile environment is what we call uh, the servant leadership. Mm -hmm. And this is very popular and very effective actually in other management styles as well not just Agile, but what we discovered, and there's a lot of science between Agile, behind, excuse me, Agile and SAFE. So it's not just these are what we think work, this is what we know works. Okay. And what we found is that organizations that already had a servant leadership model were so much more successful with Agile and SAFE. And so just a kind of examples is a traditional Leadership is seen as command and control. I tell you to do it, and you do it, right. and you don't ask why, right? Right. <laughs> Servant leadership is about removing the barriers to success for the people around you, those who are below you, 
your peers and also those above you. And it's so it's really about awareness, stewardship, listening, um, and commitment to everyone's success versus individual success. Yeah, I think the top-down model is um, the one that we're all the most familiar with, but this sounds like it's more cooperative, that it would um, lend itself to teamwork more. Mm -hmm. Right, and what we've seen in our workplaces is that the top-down leadership does not is not very effective, uh, especially for people like me who are uh, very interested in governance. Mm-hmm. We know top-down actually shuts down governance, mm-hmm. uh, where servant leadership encourages people to raise issues before their problems and to address governance issues sooner. It also allows for innovation. So our more innovative companies like 3M, um, American Express, I mean, we can all go through the list, right? Right. You look at those companies, and one of the things that we see in in common, and there's a lot of science behind this too, Mm -hmm. is we see a change and a shift to servant leadership, usually starting in the 70s or the early 80s. And, And with that shift came a lot of innovation and growth for those companies. Well, that's that's um, good to hear. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about um, cooperation because we're living and working in an age where the fact that we don't sit next to each other or are in the same building even doesn't really create a problem in terms of you know getting hired and being asked to do things, but it probably creates other issues. And if I worked in Houston, and you were in Minneapolis, geography and and the inability to communicate or to be in the same room can create problems, even in the age of instant communication. How does Agile keep everybody organized and on the same page? Well, with SAFE in particular, we have a built-in planning cycle. And one of the things Agile is known for um, is the daily stand-ups. And that's where the team, however we define the team, um, meets every every day for 15 minutes. And we call it the stand-up because we ask people to actually stand up Mm -hmm. um, and be very brief. And what you say is what you did yesterday, what you plan to do today, um, what your win was from yesterday, and if you have any blockers. And most of us can do that in two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and you also will bring up anything that you need to take offline and have a meeting about. Um, so it's a very quick, succinct way for everybody to know what everyone on that team is doing. And I found it to be incredibly successful across geographies and at every level of an organization. This is something that not only do I use in my own family, uh-huh. um, but also use with executives and boards. They may not do it every day. Actually, they don't, usually like once a week. Um, but it's a really quick way to keep aligned. The other thing we do from an organizational perspective is we limit planning to two or three weeks at a time. Okay. And what that does is you're realigning at a minimum every two weeks. 
of what your goals are. Um, we know for a fact, <laughs> a lot of science behind this, yeah. um, that realistic planning is only limited to a couple of months. So we uh, also. Yeah. I was just going to say that's interesting because um, we all of us, I think, get carried away with 18-month planning and two-year planning, but uh, this just forces us to say, nope, you can't really do anything further out than two weeks. Right. You can't do realistic planning out more than a couple of months. And what we do by limiting to it to only two or three weeks is you're reducing the amount of risk that you're introducing into your planning. The longer your planning cycle, the more risk that you're going to be able, that you know, that you're introducing to whether or not you'll be able to achieve that plan. That's amazing. The shorter your, the shorter your planning cycle, also the more predictable your plan. So if you're an executive, what do you want from your organization more than anything else? You want predictability. Right. Yeah, I I know that we're often asked to forecast and predict the future, and I never felt good about it. And um, this just sort of acknowledges that, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And one of the things that organizations that I've worked with and the ones that we've studied have shown that when they get into, when they use SAFE in particular and they get into this planning cycle, they get exceptionally good at predicting at about 10 to 12-week increments, Mm -hmm. which is essentially a quarter and, you know, any executive listening to this, their ears probably perked up at that moment because they know under the traditional way of doing planning, a quarter out is incredibly unpredictable. Sure. How many times have they done a pre-release of their quarterly earnings and then had to revise it? Right? Yeah, lots of it's, times. <laughs> it's happened to us all. Um, what we can do with SAFE is it actually creates more predictability within that quarter, and you're not going to have those kind of very detrimental surprises. Man, I'm telling you, I, I learn something every time we talk. That's, uh, that's just so good to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to imagine you know, the example that we talked about a minute ago where you know, I'm in Houston and you're in, in Minneapolis. Um, you probably don't have to be a whole country apart, even, you know, people who are on different floors of the same building can, you know, get off track, lose focus, um, let their concentration wander. And those are the kinds of things that can often lead to conflict, delays. And if there's even as few as three people in a business, you can get rivalries between departments. You get people who work in silos and who won't share information, can Agile help alleviate these kind of conflicts that are born of these kind of artificial internal boundaries? Yes, absolutely. And it, it's really less Agile is the umbrella term, but more focused uh, on SAFE. Uh, this is something that SAFE promises that it will help you break down silos and barriers, get better align- alignment, um, across and um, throughout the organization, um, and refocus or focus the organization on team and product success versus mm-hmm. individual success. And um, also, there's built-in governance, so everybody knows um, in, in built-in roles and re- roles and responsibilities. So everybody knows 
what their contribution is. Everybody knows what's expected, what they can expect of the people around them. Um, and everybody knows how they're being measured, and they're being measured the same way. Right. So it takes out a lot of those surprises and allows um, for more of a team focus, and it's our success versus just my success. Yeah, it's, uh, that's well said. Um, I've been in places where uh, people would keep information to themselves as a way to um, maintain their influence in an organization. And in this kind of open matrix way of doing things, that's just not possible. Right, and even in the, you know... Um, classic uh, enterprise methodology, that's very detrimental to the organization if people are hoarding knowledge because they believe knowledge is power, right? Absolutely. And in product development for any company, any size company, there's a whole lot of moving parts. It's not just engineers or programmers. There's marketing people. There's salespeople. You've got to figure out how to ship new products, you have to figure out how to merchandise, train the people who answer the phone. Can Agile get all of these people together? Uh, Yes, SAFE does that by, like we said earlier, breaking down the organizational silos and refocusing on the product that we're delivering to the marketplace or to a customer, internal or external. And every single person that's necessary to deliver that product to market plans together. So they have common goals, uh, common measures of success, common priorities, etc. So it does really help to systemically break down those barriers Mm -hmm. and really focus everyone on what drives the success of the company. Uh, versus, again, you know, you know it, it doesn't help any company if only IT is successful. Right. Even if you're an IT company. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. We need everybody to be successful. One of the things that I really like about SAFE, though, is its product centricity, and everything is about what the customer's experience is and are we delivering for the customer and are we doing it in the smartest way possible for our stakeholders. It really, um, what I find is people do become more engaged Mm -hmm. in their work. You're going to see more innovation. And it sounds like... When people are more engaged. I'm sorry. It sounds like possibly more cooperation, right? Absolutely. It's necessary for the success of the entire team. And so individuals see, I need to be collaborative if I want to be successful. And if you're not at the next day's stand-up, you're likely going to be called out, right? Right. Yeah, nobody wants that. No. So let's talk about impact on the bottom line. How does this help business ultimately make more money? Well, we mentioned that um, everywhere we've implemented SAFE, we've seen an increase in employee engagement. We also see an increase of 20 to 50% in productivity. The biggest things that I've really been able to help my customers with are about a 30 to 75% um, faster time to market 
and about a 50% reduction in defects. Wow. And when we look at defects, remember, we're not just talking about software. We're also talking about your marketing, your customer service channels, those kind of things as well. Um, all of those frequently have defects that can be embarrassing yeah, or just really costly. Or both. Or both. <laughs> um, so when we... When we Think of this, and when I'm working with a company to implement SAFE, I like them to think of the faster time to market and the defect reduction is about the methodology. It's about how we're, we're doing our work. Mm -hmm. The employee engagement and the increase in productivity is about the why we're doing this, and it's about the cultural changes. So you mentioned the leadership style changes. Right. There are a few other cultural changes um, that we work, that I work on with my clients to help them really achieve all these goals. If you make the cultural changes, then the uh, methodology changes become institutionalized and you actually see this happening, these benefits happen over a long period of time. And I'm guessing that when people who are working and, and leveraging this methodology see that you know they can get their work done more quickly with less conflict they become believers too right yes i'm working with a client right now um only been there a month and i've already got people on the business saying i don't want to do my work any other way wow i only want to do the agile methodology i only want to do safe and these are people four weeks ago were giving me the cold stare, mm. right? Oh, sure. Why are you making me do this? I don't want to change how I'm working. And they've already seen what a huge benefit it is to them, mm -hmm. how much more they enjoy their work, um, and they can already see how they are building a better product for their company. Yeah, it's, um, it's always tough to ask people at organizations to change, but it sounds to me like they see very quickly what the benefits to them are and that uh, they're all positive. Right. That's, and remember, uh, most employees these days are three stakeholders in a company. Absolutely. They're employers, employees, excuse me, they're shareholders, and a lot of times they're customers, mm -hmm. too, of that company. And that's why their engagement is just so amazing and is a never-ending font of opportunity. Yeah, and that's a good point. You want to take a hold of that as, a, as an executive. You want to benefit from that. Yeah, and if you're a shareholder, um, it, it not only uh, makes your work working easier, but um, it helps your personal bottom line as well. So mm -hmm. there's lots of Absolutely. wins in this uh, equation. Now, I mentioned earlier too, Ren, that there's only a handful of women who are certified to train and teach the Scaled Agile framework methodology, and you're one of those few. What got you on this track? How did you get interested in the Scaled Agile framework? Well, I was um, really got interested in Agile because I was working in a large financial services company. We were looking for a way to... Um, deliver a product that we had invented <laughs> to the market mm -hmm. and we needed to get it out there and see if the market liked it right. and would want to buy it. We thought it was really cool and we were really excited, but 
that doesn't mean anything if no one's willing to pay for it, right? <laughs> right. And um, I happen to have a couple of people working for me, um, one from 3M, one from IBM, uh, who, who said, well, why don't we do this? And they introduced me to Agile. And so we did a prototype using Agile and only took us a few months. Uh, we got it in front of a customer uh, test group, a focus group, and they loved it. Mm-hmm. We got that to our executive leadership team, and they were blown away at how quickly we had delivered this brand new financial services product, which usually takes years, mm-hmm. and we did it in months, and then sh- and showed them how we could deliver it to the market. They said, go, we could issue it to the market in six months. And we could deliver new features and functionality. Um, we actually said, this is me being conservative, I said every quarter, we turned out to deliver new features and functionality every year. Wow. And I'm oh, sorry, every month, excuse yeah. me, every month. And they still do that all these years later. So more than 10 years later, <laughs> they still they still introduce a new feature, a new functionality every month. And without Agile, that wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, it sounds like it was um, a huge leap forward for them. Yes. So I geeked out. I got <laughs> interested in SAFE because here was the first um, group that had really started to scale Agile. Um, at a larger organization, I was only working with one team mm-hmm. for all this. And so it was very contained and it was very easy to manage. Scaling it was a huge challenge and that's why it took more than 10 years before right. we had a proven way of doing it. Um, and what I so impressed me was the completeness. As I mentioned before, it has built-in roles and responsibility. Uh, built-in metrics, built-in governance. And this is not something that we get from most methodologies. And a lot of science behind it that says this is why we do it this way and it works and these are the results that you get. We also don't get that from most methodologies. Yeah, and when you say there's a lot of science behind it, um, you mean that there's been a lot of testing and a lot of um, experimentation to demonstrate this isn't just anecdotal or somebody's opinion. This is what really works. Correct. And that's why we can so, and do, people like me, very confidently say to our clients, look, you you do this. You walk this process with me. I will get you a 30 to 75% faster time to market. I will get you a huge reduction in defects. I will get this for you because we know that it works. Yeah, and I'm going to imagine, Ren, that there's a lot of people who are going to want to talk to you about this uh, individually. And for those who do want to talk to you, what's the best way for them to uh, be in contact? Sure, go to my website, rinmelberg.com. And there's a contact me, just just a quick form, fill that out, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Yeah, just as simple as that. Um, click yep, the button. It really is that simple. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I've said before, um, this is always such a such an education for me, and I'm sure that people listening appreciate learning from you. And I know uh, 
I'm much edified, Ren, from uh, chatting with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I always enjoy talking about these things. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it shows in your enthusiasm. And while the program for this week is coming to an end, next week, Ren is going to talk with us all about how Agile can be used as a corporate government's tool. But for now, so long and come back. Thank you.